Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And I'm Mark Vila from Coleman and Company. And today we're talking about how to add money to every sale. Yes. Rules for upselling. Right. And I do have to point out that it's episode 67. So the CAS podcast now must start taking Social Security. Oh, oh really? That's, that's, that's the age. That is the age. That's the age. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that too. Every, <laughs> Are you every, feeling? Every minute of it. Well, <laughs> so um, upselling. Uh, we could talk a little bit about what that is, what that means. So what what do we have here? You have customers that you um, get, I hope. Yep. Um, or as you, if you're starting a business brand new or you're an existing business, you have folks that want to buy t-shirts from you. Yes. Hats, t-shirts, whatever you do. And the goal is to increase your sales, right? You'd like to do better. Yeah. Um, so what do you do? You want to sell them more. If you if you, they buy T-shirts from you or polos, yeah. it'd be great to sell them hats too. And it, and and first of all, this is no. not a new concept. Okay, this no. is not this is not something that we just thought up. Okay, it's why when you go in and order fast food, which you shouldn't, but if you do, if you do go in and order fast food, it's why they ask you if you want large fries or a large drink, or they try to upsell you to the apple pie or what else, whatever else that they have because um, they they found that. You actually will sell more to each customer if you just ask them for more. Yeah, and it's the it's the dessert cart. You know, they're, they're yes. everywhere you go. This is part of it. And for one, um, I want you as a business owner to not have reservations about upselling. Right. Not think that what you're doing is um, is you're being malicious or you're taking something from your customer or right. your tempo, you're just trying to get more money out of them. But you got to get out of that mindset if you want to upsell. Yeah. I mean, often we try to avoid the sell word, the, yeah. the S word. We try to avoid it. And we've done whole podcasts about selling that we don't call selling. Yeah. Um, specifically to um, have you folks be a little bit more open to what we're going to be talking about. But upselling truly is, you know, kind of offering your customers other things that you can provide them that they may not know about. Yeah, and they may not have been thinking about. And what's really great about upselling is it will oftentimes lead to more satisfied customers. Right. So if you think about um, if you go and you're buying an, an outfit, you got a, you got a night on a town, it's anniversary, something like that, yes. and you're going to go buy um, a, new, a new dress or a new suit or something like that, right? Yeah. You go to the department store. You knew you wanted a dress and shoes, right? Or you wanted a shirt, a shirt and a tie. Have you been following me again? Yeah, I have. <laughs> and so that's what you wanted. So you go there and, and the person who works at the store yeah. is trained in upselling. Um, but what they're also doing is providing you a really nice service because you get there, you pick out your shirt and your tie or your dress and they yeah. say, hey, by the way, you know, since you're getting this, did you think about a new belt with that? Did you think about maybe getting like an accessory, like, and all of a yeah. sudden you are excited about yes. something you didn't think yes. about. You spent more money at the store and then you go out and you, you feel that much better. 
So it's like it's everyone kind of wins in this situation. Right. If when you're thinking about it that way, I, I know that I know that I just said that you shouldn't be afraid of selling, but everything you described is why I don't go to menswear. Outside <laughs> yeah. Because I really I just want a shirt. I don't want to come out with a three hundred dollars suit and and well, a belt and shoes. But I will. You will. So I don't. Uh, so you need to master that as well as a custom apparel um, uh, decorator and business owner. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yep. And, and there, there are rules. So um, um, we've got rules for um, adding dollars to every sale. We've got some rules for upselling. Okay. Um, so let's jump into that. All right. Okay. I want you to go with rule number one. Rule number one, don't assume what customers can afford. And I love this. I've got a quick story from uh, when I was in the car business uh, a long time ago. Um, don't assume what people can afford by the way they look, first of all. Uh, when I was selling cars, uh, we had a couple of guys come in that uh, were covered in grease, basically, and they were wearing cutoff shorts and work shirts. They were obviously, they got out of a crappy car. They were obviously, you know, they're coming into a brand new Nissan dealership. And uh, you should have seen the salespeople scatter uh, where these two people comes in. Because you're looking at these guys and you just assume they don't have any money. And they actually ended up buying matching Nissan Maximas on an American Express card that day. Really? So so that is yeah. a good, it's the first mm -hmm. time I'd ever seen an American Express Gold card or realized that you could have that much credit. Um, but, but that's a great, obvious example of not um, assuming what customers can afford by the way they look. Yeah, and you also don't want to um, assume what they're willing to spend on something right. versus just what they can afford. So um, you might be dealing with a, a particularly large business or maybe yes. like a school or, or something like that, you know, and you're thinking, well, you know, these shirts, I'm going to offer them for $12, you know, and I know that's the price or $14 or whatever, you know, whatever your price is for the, for the garment. Right. Um, and you're kind of, a, you, can, you can make an assumption that that is um, all that they're willing to spend or want to spend. Yes. Uh, so you, you want to not make that assumption as well. So yeah. you need to make sure that you offer things to people. And if you're to the point where you're saying in your head, well, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, that, for, for, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's so, so that's two good ones, actually. Yeah. So the, the idea that just because somebody works at a school or for a charity or for a church, um, don't assume that they don't have money. Just, assume, just because they come in looking for a $10 shirt. Don't assume that they can't afford an 11 or a 12 or a 15 or $20 shirt. They may just have the preconceived ideas that, that that's what it should cost. Yeah. Or they've spent that money in the past. And it's the same like when you go shopping at the store. If yeah. you, you've got, you know, say a $100 budget for this new outfit, that's how much you were going to spend. Yes. You do have some extra money. You have more money than that. Uh, and when you get there and you see the accessory, now all of a sudden you say, well, now I'm willing yeah, now it's more. worth it. It's, it's worth, worth it. it. So when you're talking to your customers, like for example, you mentioned the church. If yes. they come in, and I know I can get shirts for for fourteen dollars. You know, from my last vendor, I'd like to use you because I got a good referral. Yes, uh, that doesn't mean that they're capped at that. So don't assume that. Don't assume that they don't have the money. Don't assume that they're not willing yeah. to spend it. And if you offer them something else, they might be really happy to have gotten that offer. Yeah, and there, there are a lot of ways to do this. And, and basically, you, you just need to give them a reason to spend more with you. So mm -hmm. uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but it may be that that 10 or $14 shirt that the church bought last time, uh, it may be that it was a really crappy t-shirt that nobody wore more than once. Yeah. And you could, you could explain that to them and you can give them other options. Yeah. But the other thing that you said, which I really like, and I run into this on the 
custom apparel startups uh, Facebook group all the time is a lot of you are going to judge what other people will spend mm -hmm. and can't afford by what you will personally spend on something or what you personally can afford. So I do this all the time myself. You know, uh, we ordered some shirts for our service department recently okay. from Sandbar, uh, and they all look great. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive than the ones that I'm wearing, right? So um, I looked on Sandmar.com, and it's a $20 shirt wholesale. Yeah. And I would never spend that amount. Like, I would never spend $20 on a shirt. You know, this was a $12 shirt because I'm in the business, and I know what the costs are and things like that. But none of them had any problem with the 20 or 25 or a $30 shirt, even though that's not money I would spend. So give your customers the opportunity to make their own decisions, not based on what you think. And that goes uh, with quality too. Yes. You know, we've got a bunch of customers who uh, they may do a print on a direct garment printer or an Oki, or they may do a vinyl design and they may look at it on that shirt and just say, you know what? That's really not good enough. Like, I don't like that. I would not buy that shirt. I hate that font. I don't like this color. Yeah. You know, but that has literally nothing to do with what your customers are interested in. Well, it, it makes me think of, of two things. Um, for one, we, uh, we will say post a, uh, we'll go on Facebook and we'll take some pictures of a, uh, vin of a vinyl cutter yes. from the cut and press system and, and, and we'll post some pictures of that. And then inevitably somebody will comment and they'll say, um, how much is it? Yeah. Let me send them a link and, and they see that a cutter is, is not a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, cutters right. are a thousand. It's not a you know, for, for for a good brand cutter. Yeah. So they're over a thousand dollars and they will oh my god, that's so expensive. Who would waste their money on that when yeah. I can get one get at Michaels for two ninety nine? Yeah. Um so that person's perception is is much different than there are people listening to this right now who yeah. have say not a, I own ten thousand dollars in cutters. Yeah, you know, so you, you can't assume anything beyond that. I think that's so important. And the other, in mentioning vinyl, is we'll talk to a customer on the phone with Coleman and Company, right? And they'll say they're trying to get their order within a certain dollar amount. Yeah, you know, maybe there's just this is the credit limit they have to work with. You know, four hundred dollars, and they're trying to get some extra supplies to stock up. Uh, I really want to keep it under four hundred. Yeah, so they stop there. And the phone call ends. Well, that same customer has come back, and then we've talked to him again. I just found out that you guys sold vinyl. I don't know why I didn't know. I know yeah, I, I didn't. Right. Put, I saw some emails. Right. I saw some. I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. And I I just bought three hundred dollars worth of vinyl too. Yeah. So they, you know, we you might be thinking if your customer has a particular budget, yeah, of say four hundred dollars for the garments. Um, they actually have maybe an $800 budget. They don't realize that you also do caps or that you could do tote bags. Yeah. And they're looking online. They're about to order online some custom-made tote bags to yeah. match this event, not realizing you offer that service. So so that's another that's, – you, you brought up the, the cutter thing, and I, and I do want to say uh, this before we go into rule number two. Okay. Um, because I think it might be part of the next couple of rules as well. So the cutter situation is interesting. It's very much like the shirt because there are very inexpensive ones out there. So imagine if that if they someone had called in and you know you said the thousand dollar cutter or you showed sure. someone a thousand dollar cutter and what that was like. If you're not prepared or interested in that kind of a price range, then immediately you kind of shut off. But if that customer had come in looking for a three hundred dollar cutter or looking for a ten dollar shirt, and you showed them that 
and then you talk to them about the other things that you have to offer and why they're better, then it's much easier for someone to buy into that next level up. Yep. So somebody that comes in for a $10 shirt or a $12 shirt is much more likely to work their way up to a $20 shirt if you give them the benefits that go along with it and they recognize the value than somebody that comes in for a uh, $20 shirt, you know, and, or that's all you have to offer. Yeah. Right. So the, the, the rule is don't assume what they can afford. Yes. Don't assume what they're willing to spend. Yes. Um, and don't make assumptions based on what you are willing to spend or what you would do with your money versus what other folks do. Everyone has the right to spend their money in any way they want to. And we talked about that yeah. in our previous podcasts, that as a business owner, you've got the opportunity if you want lavish decorations for your store, yes, that's up to you where another person might walk in and say, why would you waste all this money on displays? People just want to come in and buy a shirt. Yep. Everyone's got a different opinion. Yep. So don't make assumptions. Okay, so the number two is another assumption uh, assumption rule. Don't assume what your customers want. So um, this is more about some basic salesmanship. So if a customer, what I should say is, don't assume that your customers know what they want. Okay, but they know what they want. Yeah, don't so, assume what your customers know what they want. Right, okay. and, and it goes back to kind of the same thing. We're talking about ways to make more money. And the, the first rule was, don't assume what your customers can afford. You should always offer your customers more, the, the possibility that they could spend more. You wanna make sure that you have the opportunity to make more money, that they have the opportunity to spend more money. And the other part of that is not to assume um, what they, that the customer knows what they want. They may only have experience with X. If you are a direct garment printer or do full color t-shirts or you do uh, glitter vinyl, things like that, you are probably dealing with somebody that walks into your shop or picks up the phone or that you meet in, in an event that, um, that doesn't have any experience in the custom apparel business. You may know all about it. You may know what the difference between screen printing is and transfers and, and direct to garment and, and vinyl. You may know all that stuff, but the customer doesn't. You know what the possibilities are and the customer doesn't. So part of upselling is make sure that you listen to what your customer wants and then tell them what's possible. All right, and I'm not ignoring you. I was, I was hoping to see if I could bring up the comments and possibly um, be able to read or answer some comments or questions. That would be weird. Yeah. Normally we're just talking to ourselves, yeah, I know. not the whole podcast. But I figured I'd try to bring it up and see if, if anything. Swipe left to reveal comments and reactions. I'm gonna see what happens. Okay. It's up, it's on my phone now. It's on this mobile device I've got. So, um, when we assume that what our customers want, right? This can happen when you run, when you're stuck in a kind of a rut in your business. Right. Yeah. You um, you get the, kind of the same orders. Everyone comes. Ev all my customers come in. They all want the cheapest T-shirt. Yes. They all get this. You you kind of get put into this mode. Yeah. And and it's typically because you had one, sometimes just one, or maybe a couple in a row, that really were just trying to find the most inexpensive solution for the garment possible. Yeah. And do not continue to go forward with that. So don't assume that they know what they want by when you come in, you immediately bring out the $10 shirt option. Yep. Don't assume you know what they want. They might come in and say, yeah, I'm really looking for a really good deal on a shirt. Yes. Okay. Do you know what that means? You know, um, I, there was this wedding dress show 
that's on. Have you seen this show? No. I was forced to watch I it with, with ladies in a hotel room. Um, uh, that sounds like a good story. I'd like to hear more about that. <laughs> it was but not, not right now. Now, uh, um, so anyway, so there's, they're like, wow, this is a really good deal on this dress. It was like $9,000. <laughs> so just like when you, so somebody says they're looking for a good deal. Yeah. Don't even assume what that means. And when we're assuming, when, when we don't want to assume what they know what they want, yeah. you also want to talk to them about like possible package deals. Right. Right? That they come in, we're getting ready to do a big company picnic. So what I'd like to do is we want to get shirts for everybody, awesome company picture. Yeah. All stuff like that. Okay, great. This is what we can do. We can do this on the front, do on the yep. back, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you say, okay, are you, are you doing any giveaways? Yeah. Yeah, we were thinking about... You know, okay. What about could be we could do a tote bag yeah. inside there. We could put a um, a uh, coaster. Yep. You know, if we want in there, we could do a koozie, a coaster, a little tote bag, and then you can maybe print something. You know, on the side, like a little thank you note to, to the company, and you could put it all together like that. Yeah. I can actually package that all for you. Yeah. And give you a great deal. If that's, why, if that's why you came in. Yeah. So kind of think about it is it, it's not quite, but almost like the impulse buy stuff by the checkout aisle at the grocery. You know, you want to make sure that your customer sees and is aware of all the other things that you can sell them, yep. um, even if it's right before they check out. So just a couple of examples that that somebody may walk in, for example, um, some of our customers do. Uh, and we, we talked about this, we tried to think of a more positive example, but this seems to be one of the good ones, is um, people do a lot of uh, rest in peace shirts. Yes. You know, so if you've got a big family- I, I thought you did not want to do I didn't, and okay. you're going to a memorial right. service, <laughs> you know, what we'll, what we'll typically cut people will do is they'll come into a custom t-shirt place or they'll call, and they'll be just looking for the person's name and the date of birth and death. And that's, that's going to be the memorial shirt that they wear. Yep. What they don't know is, is that, you know, you can put somebody's picture on there and how much more impact would it have if you could offer everyone, bring in five pictures of that person mm. and put them on different shirts and different sizes. Maybe the kids wear a picture of when that person was a kid and the adults wear some, something different. That's something that no one is ever going to, no one's ever seen that before, yes. you know, or it's very... Uh, unlikely that someone has seen, you know, a full color memorial photo on a shirt, you know, so they would not know to ask that. Don't assume that they only want a one color, color vinyl word on a shirt just because they, that's all they're aware of. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times since I've been in this industry that I'm talking to, um, you know, some friends or some family yes. or something. And I'm like, everyone, let's make some Disney shirts, you know, like let's make yeah. shirts, let's make, let's make shirts to go to the My Little Pony movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, like whatever we do. By the way, um, we're not yeah. interested in any comments about copyrights or trade. <laughs> so just, just let's yeah. save that for another podcast. So, but you know, when we talk about, you know, like, you know, people are going to, they make you, if you go to Disney, if you've been there, people have family and group Disney shirts all yeah, the time. And yeah, it doesn't, do. and it doesn't mean that they have Disney logos or anything on it. Mm -mm. They just say, mm -mm. you know, like today's our magic, you know, yeah. today's 2017, you know, spring magic, you yeah, know, stuff great, like that. Great. And they have everyone's names on them, all stuff like that. So when you're, when you're, you distracted me completely. I did. Thank I you. Sorry. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> well, that's okay. I've got another example. That was a good one. Okay, go for um, it. And that is, did you know that 
I'm going to distract you because I got no one. problem. Back. No problem. So <laughs> did you know that that when people call up Coldessi, yeah, okay, if they've never seen or talked to us before, they never ask about an embroidery machine and a vinyl cutter. Okay. At the same time. Okay. It just doesn't happen, and the reason it doesn't happen is um, speaking of distractions. Yeah. Um, the reason it doesn't happen is because no one is aware that that's a good combination or that you might be able to get that from the same company. So what we do is we don't assume that you know what you want when you call Cold Essie. We know that you want to get into the custom apparel business. Maybe you ask about embroidery, but we know that this is a very successful combination for customers. Being able to embroider, to do embroidery in vinyl is a win. Yeah. So we offer that and the difference is about 20% on the price. So someone comes in looking to spend X, they end up spending X plus 20% because we offer them a better solution than what they're asking for. Yeah, and and you could look at that as, although it is an upsell because mm -hmm. you know they they spent more money that, with us than they had planned to before. Yes. You know, which is what we want you to do with your customers. However, when when it's and it's in good context yep. and it makes sense, you're empowering you're empowering your customers to make those decisions. Yes. Now, yeah. before I interrupted you, you were talking yeah. about selling contraband Disney brand. No, uh, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. So you want to get back but, to that. Well, uh, people will say, you know, hey, we're going on this trip. Can we all get together and will you help us make T-shirts together? What we wanted to say is like white letters on the front and say this. Yes. And I say, okay. And I... I'll go into my computer, I'll design something yeah. with those words, but with some actual design behind it. Right. You know, we'll add a little icon or a little logo, add some color, do some in glitter and some in, in opaque colors. Yeah. Oh my, that's... And they're, they're blown away. Yeah. They're, they're blown away and they love it. So you've got to do that with your customers when they say, uh, yeah, we want, you know, tan shirts with black lettering on it. Yeah. And that's 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 as far as their creative mind will go. Right. Um, so what you turn around is you say, okay, well, I've got the tan shirts, but I've also got, you know, these white shirts that I was thinking about for the ladies. Yeah. And instead of just doing the 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 regular, you know, brown color that you wanted on the other shirt. Yeah. We want to go ahead, and I've got this really cool gold glitter. So we could do that as a background, some gold. Let me show you what it would yeah. look like. You give them a sample. Now they want that. Yeah, and they're really excited. They didn't even think that they want. And when they and and when they came into your shop to buy a shirt, they were thinking that the shirt in their head was worth about twelve dollars. Yeah. Now the shirt you just described is worth twenty five dollars, and they're excited to pay for it. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's it's a big great. difference. It's great. So and what's I'm, our what's our next rule? So uh, first of all, we're before we get on to rule number three. Sure. Uh, someone flashed a sign at us saying that the signal. Uh, keeps breaking up. It goes in and out. I apologize for that. There's nothing we can do. It has to do with the signal between us and the interweb. Uh, but we are recording this in a few different ways, so we'll post a recording. And we're also going to publish this podcast on caspodcast.com yep. uh, shortly. And the new secret site that we're working on that we can't talk about. Um, <laughs> and it will, and it, then, and then it will be available in tons of places. Yeah, it really not will. just not just through iTunes on the website, yep. but we're going to be on every um, streaming and every streaming site we could yep. possibly be on, and every podcast radio type of a. Twenty eighteen is going to be big for the CAS podcast, and also. Um, and since we're recording a podcast here, we're yes. also just not going to stop our podcast in the middle. 
and try to fiddle with the computer for a half hour and then jump back in. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure we're going to do that. We're just going to continue That's compelling TV. And then afterwards, we will realize, as we mentioned in the beginning, that this is our first time doing this, if we need to fix anything. Yeah. Which maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I have no idea. So rule number three (laughs) is ask the right questions, not the direct one. Well, first of all, the rule number one is don't assume what... Uh, customers can afford by the way they look or what they asked for. Don't assume what customers want or that they know what they want by what they ask for or what you think that they should have. Um, Number three is ask the right questions, not just the direct ones. So uh, the way uh, Mark had described an upsell Mm -hmm. was perfect. So if you are in the embroidery business, for example, someone comes in and they want um, some embroidered polo. Part of it is for a company event. Okay. You could ask the question, I also do caps. Do you want caps with that? Mm-hmm. I also do bags. Do you want bags with that? Or you could ask the open-ended question. So you're doing a company event. It's going to be outside, right? Mm-hmm. What's the weather going to be like? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be really sunny. We're in Florida. It's going to be a thousand degrees out and humid. Yeah. You know what? Have you thought about how um, how great it would be to have caps with it. Because you're gonna be outside, everybody's gonna be you know sweating, you're gonna be playing games, whatever. Having a, a, a cap with your logo on it, that would be that would be great. Yeah. And what, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think about that? The open-ended questions are fantastic yeah. when you're talking about being the expert yes. on this stuff. So you need to consider the entire event. So if your company is ordering and, and this can be so simple in some ways. You are talking to a, a business owner. They own you know, a home security service company. Yep. And they're talking to you because they want to get the logo embroidered on the polo so all of the people who visit the houses, have, they wear a uniform, basically. Yes. Yep, I like that. Um, do you have a particular like pants or skirt or shorts policy? Well, we just tell, you know, they're supposed to wear like, just like khaki pants or, or, or a nice skirt. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I actually have sources where I can actually make sure that we can get every single person the same exact ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and you might not even be decorating that. You, you might just, just be passing it through. You could just be passing it through by purchasing, you know, by, by also offering, well, okay, have you thought about caps? Are, are, are yeah. ball caps allowed to be worn? Yes. Right. Okay. Are, what's your plan for that? Um, are they going to be, if you offer promotional products, yeah. you know, um, are they going to have a clipboard or a pen? You know, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to sell, to make sure you have to buy everything in the world here, but when I'm talking to you about your business yeah. and you're saying that you want them to have a uniform, you know, when I deal with all of my other customers, you know, we, these are all of the things that they think about. Yeah. They think about, you know, do they have, do they make ponchos and umbrellas? I was just going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Do you guys, do you guys, do you guys, you saw me underline it on my notes. I just want the record to say that you stole that from me. (laughs) So, so if your people work outside, you're right. So somebody comes in and they actually do just need the, they need 50 of the $10 t-shirts for the landscape crew. And ponchos. That you're going to ask them about (laughs) Do they work in the rain? How lousy do your employees look in the rain? You know, um, or would it be better if they had a poncho with a hood and it had the company logo on it? Would they be more easily identified? That yes. Way? And um, when you're talking to your customers, uh, the same thing. You know, uh, you might be talking to a um, an IT company. Yes. And what they do is they do on-site service for a lot of businesses, and they all wear um, shirts like we're wearing now, long sleeve, yep. you know, long sleeve button-up shirts, and they want everyone to have this logo on it. 
Well, refer to, you need to talk to them about everything else that goes along with that. Be the expert. Okay, when your team goes out, um, for one, let me ask you a couple of questions. Do they, do they bring bags, like laptop bags? Right. Okay. Um, do you want that to match? We can, we can provide that service. Okay. Further, what's your customer like? The people you're going to visit, have you considered offering like a little promotional product to give? Just say like the manager or the person in charge or, or some of the staff that you're working with. Yep. Um, you know, is it a, is a particular clientele that might like like golfing might be something that they like? A bribe. Golf Are you talking about a bribe? A bribe. Yeah. <laughs> talking about a, no, um, a promotional you know, gift. A promotional right. gift. Yep. So every time you go. You bring something, whether yeah. it might be, and it could be anything from as simple as mouse pads and koozies to pens. I mean, and no matter what it is. So, so I just want to point out that your checklist is the right kind of a checklist to do. So, okay. so you've got a lot of kind of open-ended business-related questions, like who are your customers, how are they treated, what do you want them to remember about you, you know, where, where, what environment are your workers working in. Um, so that is a great checklist for you to develop to make sure that you are communicating with your customers the same thing. What that checklist is not is, did I ask them about hats? Did I ask mm. them about ponchos? So what you don't want is you don't want to be the one with the clipboard, clipboard going, okay, do you need hats? Yeah. Do you need ponchos? Do you need pens? Do you know we sell pens? Do you need pens? No. What we're talking about is asking the right questions, not just the direct ones. Yes. So the right questions gets you into their business and, um, and helps you upsell at the same time and provide some real value. And, and when you're upselling, you are, you are, again, like providing like an actual really good service for them by being the expert, you know, which is part, which is that rule, yeah. be the expert. Now they look, now when they come to see you, they want to talk to you about these things yeah. and they'll call you up. Hey, we're getting ready to do this event. We're going to do, you know, our, our big summer company event. What are things that I need? Yeah. What What are you mentioned about some of your other customers do this as well? Right. What do they get? You become the marketing expert. Yeah. You become the expert, and, and you're helping. You're helping them. They then they come to you not just because you make a good shirt. Yep. Or you embroider a good cat, but because you're the expert. Now that you're the expert, you've also got some. You've also got like a level of financial power. And now you're and now you're on to rule number four, which okay. is be the expert. Yeah. And before we do that, though, I did have a couple of notes because we posted on the Custom Apparel Startups uh, Facebook group um, the question. We let people know that we were doing a podcast on upselling today, and we asked for people's experiences. With oh, okay. It. Yeah. And, and we I do have a good one here. Um, Lori Consoli, who's a, a great member of the CAS group, and we did a success story on her and everything, um, she uh, does a lot of packages. So one that she said is, when someone with a small business comes in and wants to get three t-shirts in DTG, we sell them a package of five and one polo for $105. Okay. So that's a, a nice deal there. So she goes from three to five just because she has kind of a standard amount that she'll discount, and she adds the polo in, so now you've kind of made a polo customer. Yeah, that's and, cool. And she, I asked specifically because she does embroidery too, and they direct a garment print those uh, polos sometimes as well. So it doesn't matter the equipment that you have, you can offer more stuff. She always does a great job with that. And the other one that's got an actual, some actual numbers to it, which I really like, is um, Beth, uh, sorry, Chartier, Beth Van Cleef Chartier. Uh, she um, was talking about, uh, she's got an embroidery business. Uh -huh. Uh, for business customers, I'll embroider a hat to go with their t-shirt order. Last customer loved the hat so much, they bought 50 of them. 
And I just want to put this in monetary value because she sold those uh, 50 shirts for between 15 and $17 each. So she took a sale and added an extra 750 bucks to it. So an extra $750 because she included the hat with the order. She asked about hats. Yeah. She and showed them what is possible. I really like hearing she said that, um, but she mentioned that she didn't charge for digitizing, mm -hmm. right? And this was maybe part of that sales process. Yeah. And say, actually, I can convert your art to stitches for embroidery. Yeah. I'm not going to charge you any, any fee for that, knowing that this can turn into a $750 sale. Yes. That that $20 digitizing fee that may have been charged yeah. got, got consumed right into that beautifully. And another example um that i've heard joe say joe yeah. um he he is the uh upselling manager he is no. the sales manager <laughs> he, um he's he's uh he he's one of our sales managers he manages our team of sales and customer service representatives mm -hmm. and um and he's worked in the business forever yeah and um and he has a business and has a business yeah he doesn't run around the and side. he just i i love the way he talks about this all the time and i've heard him tell customers great advice and he does it for upselling. Yep. That if somebody wants to like a really really cheap shirt that he that he's going to make almost no money on. Yeah. You know, um, per garment, I should say. And then he's got to charge him for the art. Yes. You know, um, if you go with the Nike, all you, you can afford I'll anything. I'll put anything on it you want for free. Yeah. I don't charge you for the embroidery. I don't charge you for the T-shirt. I don't charge you for the digital heat effects. I don't charge yeah. you for any of that. Whatever you want to put on that is free. Yeah. And, and I think like one location, whatever his rules are. Yeah. And that's an upsell technique. Yeah. Because what you're doing is this: if you take a shirt, a garment that you mentioned, like a twelve-dollar shirt, yes, and you sell it for twenty or twenty-four, yeah, and you're charging a fee for that, etc. But if you upsell them to the $20 shirt that you're now retailing for say 40, yeah. you, you can see that your, you know, your profit yeah. went from $12 per garment to 20 and per the, garment. The customer's happy because it seems like they're getting a great deal, not having to pay for those services. And honestly, they're going to be happy with the better shirt. Yeah. And actually, and, and really they are getting a better deal because they got a better shirt with free artwork. Yes. You know, so, so they are getting a better deal too. So again, when you, you got, you have to think about it, how everyone wins. So that's rule number four. So we've got, don't assume what customers can afford. Don't assume what customers want or know that, or know what they want. We've also got ask the right questions, not just the direct one. And the last one is for you to be the expert. And that is recommending better alternatives is a great way to add sales dollars and values to your customers. And that's what just what Mark said. Yeah. So the idea that that person that comes in looking for a cheap shirt, or they say they're looking for an inexpensive shirt, and you said you can say, um, no problem, sir, I can do all these vinyl one color shirts for $12 a piece. No problem. Here's the shirt. Um, or you know what? Um, this is advertising for your business. Yes. And if they say yes, so how long do you want them to be wearing the shirt? Do you want the shirt to last a long time? Or is this something that you want them just to wear once and throw away? Is this something meaningful that you want to keep? Is this going to be good for your advertising? And the answer is always going to be, well, I'd like my customers to be able to keep it for a long time. Yeah. It should last forever. So, okay, great. So I can do the $12 shirt, but take a look at these two better quality shirts that I've got available. And the image is gonna be the same, but the shirt underneath, you've got a favorite t-shirt, right? Right, so it's gonna be on somebody else's favorite t-shirt. 
and it's going to cost you twenty dollars instead yeah. of twelve, but they're going to keep it. You, you know, what's amazing about that? And I had like this epiphany, you okay. know, maybe a moment. Not really, but I'm exaggerating. No, I, I like that um, you used the word. That was great. <laughs> no, but so what we run into is um, folks looking to get into the t-shirt business, yes. right? Yeah. Um, what do they do? They request a sample, and then and then what do they do with it? They they attempt to destroy it. Yeah. Right. And that's, they'll stretch that's, it. That's, that's what all of you did. They'll wash it in um, hot water. Yeah, wash it in hot water with you know triple the bleach, and then you know uh, dry it and put it in the dryer with rocks. Yeah. Um, right. And they attempt to destroy this garment, right? Yes. And then in the end, um, you're satisfied with the results. Right? So you say, yes, this is acceptable. Yes. I'm going to now buy this t-shirt system and I will be a business owner. Yes. Um, so you do that. And then what do you, then you go and you find the cheapest brand shirt you could possibly buy. Which and we that's do not you, use, by the way. And that's what you sell to your customer. Yeah. What, what was the point of, of the rocks in the dryer if you're not upselling your customer to something good quality? Yeah. You were concerned about all of that. But uh, so don't put it on a garment that's going to fall apart. And we, we get that uh, tech support question and complaint quite often. So yeah. it, it's, it's definitely worth something worth talking about is that if you sell your customer a cheap shirt, um, the design will wash off faster. Um, it will stretch and be discolored. We we tested quite a few shirts just recently with the digital heat effect system. And we'll try to maybe link to the article. Yeah, later. there's a cool article. But on there's site. but there was a variety of results. Some shirts that were expensive, when you uh, washed and dried them, they actually lost their shape. And because they lost their shape, so did the design. Yeah, like the it, shirt itself actually twisted. Right, right. Um, and, and then, of course, like the collars. The collars you know, when fray, the collars die. We, or, we really got into it. Uh, or the curl, you know, on the polos. Yeah. And, so what you can also do is, you know, talk to your when you if you are going for business yes right and you're out there and you're selling and you're hopefully upselling so this is a, another thing that you can do another upsell before you've even made the sale okay um, before you've even gotten the customers if you are talking to somebody oh I, I like the embroidery on your shirt who did that for you right you know, I'm actually in that business it was RC you know oh it was RC yeah. oh, it was actually it was good yeah um, but so you'll see that, and if you see um, a, the faded collar yep. or the curled up, you know, or, yep. or, or, or like really wrinkled, yes, you know, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm in the business actually myself. Um, I do embroidery and, and, and t-shirt printing and all that stuff. And if you want to like get rid of that curl thing that's yeah. happening, you know, or, or you want to get rid of like, you or you want the shirts to be wrinkle free, I got a bunch of awesome um, garment options that you'd probably yeah. like better than that if you'd consider me, you know, for the next time. Actually, I'd love to replace this shirt. I hate having to try to iron these things down. Yeah, yeah I, I actually have some, some really good garments that are no curl collars. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, so, so you can, so the upselling can begin um, in the initial yeah. sale, in the initial sale, in and, the initial offer. And while we're talking about pet peeves. Okay, let's okay. do it. Is that very few customers are going to do what Mark just described to your shirt on purpose. So not many of your customers are going to look at their shirt like this no, and look for flaws. They're, they're, no, they, I, look, they're, they're I just, only I, look at shirts from four inches away. I know. It, I walk up to people and I, yeah. it gets, I mean. I just, I'm gonna have to spray that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so again, you know, that's don't, that's part of don't assume what your customers want. But when you're the, when you're the expert 
then now it's your responsibility to give them options. And those options may be less expensive when it's appropriate, but frequently they're more expensive. They're a better, let me put it this way, they're a better investment. So you're not only trying to sell somebody something extra so you'll make more money, but somebody that comes in and wants that $8 shirt because they bought a the cheapest Gildan that was on closeout from a screen printer eight years ago, you know, and it was $5. Yeah. Right? Just because somebody has that experience doesn't mean, and that expectation, doesn't mean they don't really want something better once they know what's out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you've got a little bit of homework to do if you want to do something, yes. right? Um, you should take a look at these four rules and see which one of those you're breaking right now. Yeah. And how can you- Which four them? of those you're breaking right now? You know, now? Which, um, which of all four are yeah. you breaking right now? Um, and then when you, when you talked about the questions, yeah. uh, uh, you should start, just do a, a brain exercise and write down like three or four or five things that you could ask every prospect or, or maybe not everyone, but yep. these are options. I'm gonna ask at least two yes. of these six questions for various type of customers that I talk to yeah. about them, about their project. Yeah. Ask if it's indoors or outdoors, you yeah. know, ask how, if, you know, what the weather is going to be like, ask about if they're offering giveaways or accessories. What's your, you know, what's your customer like when you go, when you go to their, when you go to their house for that, yeah. you know, house call, what's, what's it like when you go to their yeah. business, what's it like? Talk about all these things. Ask some questions. So write down a list of canned questions. Yeah. So you can train yourself to think that way, and, and then and ask them. And it's just it's a simple question, and and you might not get an awesome response your first time doing right. it. Um, but as you practice it, you're going to get better at it, and then the questions are just going to come to your mind. Yeah. And if you're if you're watching this on on Facebook, then what you can do is why don't you as you come up with those questions, why don't you share them with everybody else. I think this is being broadcast on about five different Facebook pages, so you can definitely do that. Um, and while you're thinking of these questions, also think about the fact, um, the fact, not the assumption or the estimation or the sure. what if, but the fact that Lori turns like a $60 three shirt order into a $105 package. And that Beth made $750 extra on one order because she talked about it. It, it, uh, I learned a lot of my um, uh, upselling techniques and stuff, um, working at an auto parts store. Oh yeah. And and they had some training on how to do this. And it was always, the, the reason that I, I liked it a lot um, was because when you're offering all of this stuff, it was all things that people should be doing yeah. for their vehicle. So yeah. somebody comes in, mm -hmm. I want brake pads. Right, I don't want cheapest brake pads you got. Yeah, no problem. You know, if if you just want the economy pads, maybe they're louder. But you don't care about that. Right. You know, um, but um, do you have brake grease? Do you have you know? Do you have what yeah. you know? Do you have the, the stuff to loosen up the bolts? Yeah. You know? Do you have how, this? How do, do you have this? How, how did your? How was your vision the last time it rained? Are those <laughs> wipers still working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and just mention all of these things, and almost one hundred percent of the time somebody would you know would leave with like you know pb blaster spray oh yeah i haven't changed the brakes in this car the the bolts are gonna be stuck yep. thanks for mentioning it i don't have any grease 
or yeah. I don't know if I do. I need to get some for yeah. that. Yeah. And we would offer, you know, the brake pads. So, so almost every time, they would not just leave with the brake pads. They would yeah. leave with the brake pads plus everything else. Yeah. And if you go to Best Buy, just sh be aware of when you shop yeah. and how it's done. If you go to Best Buy and you go to, and tell them you're looking for a camera, look at all the accessories they point you to. And if you're already a Cold SE customer and you've got an Avance 1501C and you got the cut and press package with it or you got our 3X business bundle, um, which is the Avance and the Spang Elite and the cutter, then um, think about how that process went. Um, when you talk to us and you end up technically being upsold because we offered you a better solution and how much more money that you're making now because you can offer embroidery and vinyl and maybe bling and you can approach the market a little bit more holistically and how good that was for you. So do that for your customers too. Yeah. And again, think about that extra 45 bucks that Lori made, the extra 750 bucks that, um, that Beth made and see if you can't do that for your business. Well, uh, this is great. You, ha you have to do this. Every successful, big successful company out there that yep. you look at all has their own rules and art of how to upsell and increase sales amongst their own customers. Yes. All the big companies do it. You should do it too. Um, that is, it is the reason why there are things at every checkout line that you go to just hanging for you to grab. Yeah. You know, there are all things. These are all things that, that they, uh, they believe that you would like. Yep. Statistically, you would like. You know. So do the same within your customers. Pay attention to what your other customers are buying. Offer that stuff to everybody and get better at it and practice it. And that's a really a key to success in making more money. I agree. And um, last thing, I'm going to read these one more time. Okay. And we're going to make them available in the show notes if you are driving and you can't make your own notes. Um, rule number one is don't assume what your customers can afford. Um, based on what I can afford, the way they look or where they work. Uh, don't assume what customers want or know what they want. You need to ask the questions that help um, get you to that point. Ask the right questions, not just direct ones. Don't have the checklist of, hey, did you know we sell hats? Did you know we sell cup holders? Um, don't do that. Ask great questions and be the expert when it comes to custom apparel. You'll get inside somebody else's business and, uh, and then you will be called again and again. And don't forget about the people out there that are actually making money doing this. We don't make this stuff up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks very much for your attention. I've got to go and apply for Social Security for the CIA. Really? I really. 67. You know, I want to get that check. I'll tell you. I don't what, know how we're going to cash it. This is, this is going to be a trilogy of podcasts? Yes. I forgot about okay, that. Okay. So we're going to do two others on uh, how to add money yep. to every sale. It's going to be all about upselling. And uh, some of it's going to be a little a little more in science behind it. And others is going to be like a little it. bit more. It's technique. not going to be a fake trilogy where we no. do the trilogy and then we come out with The Hobbit. So it's really, uh, you know, we're no, not going to do that. Actually, it's going to be an actual trilogy. No, we are going to do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's going to be the prequels. I, I, think, I, think, we need to, pre I think we need to do All right. Well, okay. Ahead. Thanks, everybody, for paying attention. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldessi. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. You guys have a good business.